welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here, we're going to get real about what it takes to host a profitable event, how to actually get sponsorships, and we'll dive into the world of virtual, hybrid, and live events in an ever-changing industry. Stay tuned for our episodes where we have exciting interviews with sponsors and people that have mastered their own virtual and hybrid events. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get right into it. Um, so today we're talking about biggest tips on selling out your event. I think it's a great topic because there's so many different ways to look at this specific topic, how to sell out, what to do in market, how to actually approach, because ticket sales is a long journey and sometimes it's stressful for people that are putting on workshops, conferences, seminars, whatever format, virtual, digital, or live or hybrid. So my biggest tip, especially in a virtual setting, I'm going to talk to the virtual setting here or virtual digital setting. It's still a live setting, but it, we're just hosting it format on computer. So I'm in the middle of hosting my own event, CurlyCon. Um, you, if you have curly, wavy, kinky, coily hair, this is the event for you. Go to curlyconevent.com. We're hosting an event in late April, beginning of May. Our biggest tip to host and sell this event is actually going through some influencer marketing. Influencer marketing, especially now, is really, really big with the rise of TikTok and reels and videos and even with YouTubers. I found that anytime we've partnered with an influencer, and it could be very much extended to a partnership or collaboration, it doesn't have to be necessarily influencer-based. Anytime we have extended our network into those avenues of partners and collaboration, the more that we find that ticket sales are going through the roof and going, you know, a little bit more our way because there is that 80% of ticket sales are typically sold within the last three weeks of the event. That is a statistic. That is something that you can look up, you know, every year, depending on the event. I mean, there's there are events that sell out very quickly. If you're Tony Robbins or Oprah or, you know, big, big names, but they're also, you know, for our events, for everyone else in the world, you know, we have to work at it. And, and it's definitely something that I find partners and sponsors and collaborative, um, you know, efforts will help you sell your event. So specifically speaking for, for our event, influencers were doing kind of a, a collaboration with some. So we have, you know, micro, macro, and nano influencers. And if you don't want, know what those terminologies mean, it just means under 10,000 followers, under 25,000, I believe, and under or over 100,000. So there's different, you know, levels of, of, of followers that we have with collaborative partnerships. So under 5,000 followers, let's say we're giving them two free tickets. They're kind of spreading the word. There are like ambassadors, people on the street, quote unquote, people on the street, just looking to help us spread in exchange for a virtual swag bag, a free ticket, and then some love and support from us um, with, you know, a goodie bag worth $250. We also have our bigger influencers that are still doing the same thing, but we're giving them a little bit more of a speaking op, maybe some physical swag delivered to their door, plus extras. And again, this value is very, it's the value add because they are getting that physical box, amazing opportunity to open it up inside of their home while being on the event. And they are still doing a giveaway of some sort or a promo or a reel 
um, especially the bigger influencers or the big o, bigger ambassadors, they are helping us promote it in, um, you know, in a YouTube video, which will reach 500,000 people. Or on a TikTok, well, their reels will reach engagement-wise, you know, 60, 80,000 people. Same with sponsors, same with brands, partnerships. If we're doing a community partner, same idea. We are still collaborating with them and partnering. So at the end of the day, when we see these contests coming through, when we have these, you know, issues, sorry, I have to say issues, but not issues, but more partnerships coming through um, daily, ticket sales are through the roof, okay? Especially in, like I said, a digital world where social media is huge for us. It's really about those partnerships and, and gaining that mo momentum with speakers, with our brands, and with our influencers. We had a soft launch a couple of weeks ago. We did it uh, just over the weekend, and we had sold over 150 tickets in a weekend. Um, we expect about 1,500, but 150 for a soft launch with two influencers is pretty darn good. Um, and we're going to continue to extend that partnership throughout March and April leading up to the event. And we definitely, definitely know we'll hit our goal of 1500. So that's my tip of the day is utilize your partners, utilize your brands, your, you know, your, your intimate network, if you will, and think about a high touch strategy. Sometimes people go for, you know, global Google ads, which are still great. I mean, retargeting ads are great, but at the end of the day, I love seeing a high-touch personal strategy and just to help the community help you grow and help them grow because it is a two-way street, no matter what way you're going. I was at an event um, maybe about three or four years ago now, and it was a large annual event. They really wanted to, every year, it was really great. It was really relevant. They had speakers flow into one another, but the agenda, the content itself was so discombobulated. I love that word, by the way. <laughs> um, the last year, I think it was actually just before COVID hit, that it didn't make sense and it was not well received. For instance, we had somebody talk about opening up a business and then we had the next speaker talking about how to make six and seven figures in your business. And they were all one track, you know, oh, you're established person. And the next person, it was just very... It was not cohesive, really made me think about this particular event because every speaker brought some, which I think difference is good in a sense, but also it was so, it was very just, you know, one left side, one right side, completely kind of not, not cohesive at all. Like it was just one topic and then the other side was like, drink water. And then the other person came on and said, we hate water. We like sparkling water. Don't drink water. I mean, that's just a, a terrible example because I couldn't remember the format, but it was just, it, it was confusing. And a lot of the attendees left being super confused, not really understanding people at the event. I think they tried to make the uh, experience like it was 500 people to like 10,000 people and it just didn't work well together. It was like oil and water. How do you convey the messaging of an experience? Because at the end of the day, you can probably whip up some amazing copy and say this is experience, but what about at the event? So I think it's a kind of a two-pronged answer where they promised all these things, and Liz touched on it a little bit before she had to jet, where they, you know, the event promised amazing results or this and that, and it was overdone in some capacity, and they went to the event, 
and they were let down miserably for whatever reason. So how do you convey the experience from, let's say, words to the actual day of? I think that, you know, the team all on board, which is is something that maybe is overlooked at some point, you know, when you have social PR, everyone, you know, everyone on the same page really complements the cohesion of the event and the marketing and the messaging and the experience, but also your event team. So if you are hiring an event team or production or in person, doesn't matter where or how, um, they all have to understand the experience. And so my suggestion for that is looking at your KPIs, your key performance indicators and your goals and laying out right from the beginning have your strategy in place. I'm all about a strategy. I'm all about creating documents and creating papers or whatever it is that you want to create. Uh, write it down, brain dump it out, think about it, figure it out early on and give yourself enough time and energy so that you can create the event that you want to create from the very beginning. And, you know, some events take year or two to actually develop in the back end, especially a new event. Um, and this is a good exercise, I mean, for anyone in the audience. So you're looking, you have an event, doesn't matter industry or who it's for, what format. I always say, you know, you look at your target audience. You look at where and who the event is for very critically, very closely. If um, your attendees are all students post, um, you know, doesn't matter, post-secondary, whatever it is, college, et cetera. And you're looking at promoting them and promoting and understanding where these target audiences, where do they hang out? Where do they live? You know, you're going to build your client event avatar, if you will. Same idea when you go into marketing any type of situation, your business, your brand, whatever company, you're looking at your client avatar and building that out. You know, who are they? What do they do? How do they, you know, behave on a daily basis? Do some research and really think about, you know, targeting those specific industries and those specific, you know, communities and social media and associations and newsletters and going to hang out where they hang out, partnering up with other businesses that complement your event, looking at partnerships and brand partnerships. So it's very, it's a a very exploratory type of exercise, if you will, because you have to think about the attendee and you have to look at every step of the way in order to fulfill that attendee into the event. The easiest way for, you know, to answer the question in a very hot seat type coaching, um, you know, landscape right now is, is to look at, you know, that exploration of where they hang out, developing the target persona. Um, a little bit more client avatar, if you will, and then looking at what type of publications, where they hang out, is it LinkedIn, schools, going to universities, thinking about that kind of route for an event. You could also go very much your, you know, digital marketing, like Google ads and things like that. But well, I, again, if you're marketing to everyone, you market to no one. It's really hard to market to the masses unless you have a lot of money behind you. So my focus, my specific advice, like looking at one target audience for to start, because if you have this big vision, I mean, applaud you for big vision and applaud you for what you're doing. I think your event sounds amazing. 
focus on one specific audience first, right? You have your post-secondary college education students that are going in the workforce, maybe post-pandemic, and you're going to focus specifically on them. Then you can take your course and your event and your outline and then target it specifically towards another, you know, client demographic. I think at the end of the day, you know, you, you really have to look at the messaging. You have to look at really honing in on your specifics because I've seen many failed events. I've seen events that have no um, no attendance. I've seen events that have terrible messaging. I've seen events that have just, you know, come to me and said, oh, what's our risk assessment? And you look at the, you know, you, you kind of do an assessment and you do a, a strategy call and it's like, well, this is the reason. And it's because you're marketing to 500 million people. I get what you're trying to do. I think you really, really have to go in um, a, more of a holistic kind of um, setting and think about how you're going to market to um, your your niches and then go to the masses because Rome wasn't built in one day. The co- you know, it's it's that kind of mentality. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, everyone. I hope you had a great room and thanks so much for sticking around. If you have a question that didn't get answered, feel free to um, head in over to my DMs and I'm happy to support you there. Talk soon, my friends. Go make sure those six-figure event dreams happen. You are a rock star for listening to today's episode. And I want to hear from you. Head on over to Instagram, at eventistry by Alicia. Give me a quick follow and then slide into my DMs. God, I hate that term, (laughs) but I'm going to say it anyway. Slide into my DMs and let me know what was the worst virtual event that you've ever been to. I'm going to do a next episode on this.